As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindegaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the Glovers cast. For those of you who have tuned in to hear an interview, an exclusive-ish interview with chairman and owner of Yeovil Town Football Club, Scott Priestnell, I'm afraid you're going to be disappointed. For those of you who have tuned in to listen to the dulcet tones of David Coates and Ben Barrett and myself, you are in for a treat because we are here to talk Yeovil Town and this crazy, crazy week. Does this, does this mean we have to repay all the advertising that we got put on? Because <laughs> I'm not sure we can do that. You know, when all, the, all those wraparounds we've gone out, all the advertising billboards that we put out. Oh. <laughs> can I just clarify, actually, Dave, because there are lots of things around roundabouts and bridges in the Oval, <laughs> and that's nothing to do with me, <laughs> nothing to do with us, before people get things mixed up. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, quarter past eight on the Thursday night. Um, we agreed a chat with Scott at eight o'clock. Scott emailed me this afternoon at about three-ish to say, just before three, to say eight o'clock was all fine. And then at, um, just before six o'clock, uh, Sam from the press office called me just to let me know that Scott had broken a wisdom tooth and wasn't able to talk Um but he promises to come on next week. And Scott has since texted me to say the same, that he will be on next week where we'll be able to put some of the prep that, to be fair, has mostly been Mr. David Coates. <laughs> Entirely been Mr. David Coates. So we've done some prep that we'll put to him next week, hopefully. I'm looking forward to it, Ben. Are you? Um, I wasn't looking forward to this one, to be honest, Dave. Um <laughs> I think that's the biggest the biggest problem for me is that <laughs> this is going to sound so stupid. I was, I mean, I was quite open with you two that I I was concerned about my participation in this chat because I didn't really understand some of the intri- intric- intricities, in 
intricacies. <laughs> some of the nuances of <laughs> some of the deals and some of the bits and pieces. And I didn't want to feel like a, I didn't want to feel like a spare part. I didn't want to feel like I was not adding anything to proceedings. And there was a lot of concern on my part. And I had ummed and ahed. And even as much as this morning, I had considered just saying to you guys, don't worry about it. I'll, uh, I'll sit this one out and you should go. But I didn't. I was going to do it. And I was really up for doing it. And yeah, so it's been it's been a weird week for me personally. I worried about it. I felt almost a bit of pressure about having people tweeting us and saying nice things. And even today, getting little good, good luck messages. Enjoy your chat tonight and all the rest of it. It's felt I've had a little bit of pressure this week and it's not been easy. But yeah, strange then to, to get it and feel like a, a, a huge deflation. So that's how I feel about it. Um, we'll do it again next week. We'll do it again next week. That's absolutely fine. One of those things, I guess. One of those things. Can't help a, can't help a broken tooth. Day, that's a makes a good idea for more advertising for next week, though, doesn't it? Don Gibson, if you are listening, we have very reasonable <laughs> rates that you can get in, and I do hope that your reasonable rates also extend to owners and chairman of football club as well, because there is a man out there who needs your your skills, Don. He needs your help. What do you think it was? There's a GCQ for you. Pistachio. What, Oh, um, or maybe like an olive stone or something. Maybe oh, that, that's awful. You, you wouldn't want that. No, no. Um, um I don't think I've ever broke. Uh, well, no, I, I have. Uh, I don't think I've ever broke. Do you, think it was, do you think I've got an idea? I think he probably got a dime bar Easter egg and he's left it out <laughs> for a little bit too long and it's just gone a little bit too hard. He's gone for the dime bar. Mm. Game over. That is game over. We'll yeah. ask him. We'll ask him next week. We'll ask yeah. him. First question: Was it a dime, it a dime bar, bar or an olive stone? Yeah, <laughs> one or the other. Right. Okay. I reckon he was buying okay. a coin to check if it was chocolate or not. Yeah. Oh, chocolate <laughs> coins. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Does rather make him sound like some kind of a pirate, doesn't he? He's like biting a piece of eight or something <laughs> before making us walk a plank. <laughs> Parlay. <laughs> yeah. So we. Um, what do we need to talk about then? Do we leave the football, football to the maybe? end, or do you want to talk about you want to no, talk about no, football no, no, first? No, no, we'll do that at the end. That's fine. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to that bit. That's the bit I can do. <laughs> so there's been quite a few bits come out this week um, from the video in the Alex Dock Lounge. It was recorded on Saturday. Prior Hashtag to... the personal tapes. <laughs> yeah, Cozy's. I'm going to keep going with that, that until, or... some, until someone uh, picks that up. You I'm the... calling it the personal tapes. The minute you put another summary of what's been said, another one will come out. Dave. You know that <laughs> yeah, I know. Me. Yeah, <laughs> I keep summarising these things. And I think when I did the fourth one, I put the four brackets and final question mark. And then another <laughs> one came out. It's like, oh, Jesus. Sam, have a day off, man. <laughs> he did now. Yeah, he did now. Yeah, so we've heard quite a lot this week. Um, don't really know where to start with it all. We'll go Perhaps. to the blog. Let's go Perhaps to the handy blog. The summary, yeah. And we'll go to the handy blog. Video one, managerial update. There have been 40 or 50, one or the other, uh, submitted for the club's vacant manager's job and interviews are scheduled to take place in the coming weeks. Or uh, are they? That was me trying to be someone with a broken tooth. How can he do an interview with a broken tooth? Well, you can't. That's why he's not here, Dave. That's the, that's the theme we're working no. with. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. But how are you going to... 
unless unless they're all over. Maybe. It's the other way around, though, isn't it? It's the other way around. He is doing the interviewing for that one. So do you but, think he's just gonna? He's got his questions written on cards. He's yeah, just gonna hold them up. up. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, Charlie Lee will be spoken to as part of the club selection process for a new manager. That's an interesting one, one that we've talked about previously here. And Darren Saar was released from his contract following an offer from non from National League rivals Woking. Uh, there's a full rivals. Article. Well, mid mid table rivals, <laughs> rivals for nothing. Um, so yeah, um, good. I think I'm not surprised that 40 or 50 applicants have come in. I think that's a fairly regular thing. I think there's that many out of work coaches and managers and stuff that I think applicants, I, I would a bit cynical of me, but I guess that there are applicants there that don't know that they've applied because agents and stuff have just sent CVs in and gone, that'll do. And then I'll tell my guy that we've applied. for. It. So I'm not surprised in that. Um, he did talk about short lists and talked about, um, talking to people. He said he spoke to Terry, which I thought, whether that was a slip of the tongue, but he spoke to Charlie and he said he spoke to D Darren and Terry uh, about the sort of post-Darren Saar uh, situation, which I thought was interesting. Um, Terry who? Terry Tibbs? Well, I, I, what? Who's Terry Tibbs? I'm confused. Terry, Terry Tibbs, isn't he... Um, didn't he do a, a, a song? I've no idea. Have we lost Ian, by the way? We have. We have. Ian just said Terry Tibbs, and then he's just frozen in time. <laughs> Ian, come back. So, oh, God. Um, yeah. I don't know who... Carry I, I, on. I'm, I'm worried that Ian's being bundled into the back of a van somewhere now. I'm not paying another ransom. Pay the ransom, Ben. Not Pay the it. ransom. I paid one already. God, he's just... It, it's really creepy, folks. He, his screen is frozen, and Ian has just got this, like, permanent smile on his face. I mean... It's the way it's the way he would have wanted it to go, I think, with a smile on his face and a feeder t-shirt. Oh, he's gone now. That's it. Completely gone. gone now. Right, it's just you. You carry on. Who's Terry Tibbs? Right. No, it is. Right. Um, where were we? I've completely lost the will to live. Um, fifty or sixty people. Fifty or no. sixty people. He spoke to. So after Darren left, he spoke to Terry, brackets Skiverton, one presumes, and obviously Charlie Lee about the future of the club. Um, what did you make of the chat about the management stuff, Dave? Because I thought it was interesting that he kind of suggested that he hadn't made his mind up that Darren Saar was going to be our manager next year. Yeah, was I surprised by that? I mean, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because when Darren Saul did leave, and, and, and we'd all spoken about it, haven't we, and said, I think the last thing I said on Darren Saul was that I thought he deserved a new contract um, because... <laughs> the, the three seasons he had with us have been completely crazy for various different reasons but um yeah i i can see why he would have thought that because we were very hot and cold this season haven't we and i wouldn't disagree with his assessment that this season hasn't been what it what it should have been although it probably was what at least i expected it to be um this season so yeah, I probably, I, I probably actually agree with him with regards to his, um, yeah, his, 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 this, his willingness to let Darren Sal go. But ultimately, if you're going to do that, then you've got to have someone else to come in, haven't you? Yeah, that's it, and that's always been been the issue, obviously, with with Charlie coming in and as a bit of a temporary stopgap, so to speak. So that was an interesting one. Um, various thoughts, various names have, have done the rounds. We've, we've discussed it last week that hopefully we'll have uh, some news in the coming weeks about a manager 
next week. Ian's back. <laughs> he's he's not gone, folks. It's okay. He's still got a smile on his face, but um, yeah. <laughs> I've just had a phone call. Uh, yeah. no, <laughs> <laughs> he's coming on. He's coming on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cheers, BT. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so we've just agreed that you should be manager, uh, and you're going to take over uh, as well. Going to take over the club and be manager as well. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, I'll give him my best shot. Yeah, okay, sounds, well sounds exactly the sort of thing that a prominent local businessman would say. Yeah. Mm. Um, good. So we've discussed video one. We're on to video two now. Player contracts and recruitment. Um, apparently, we've offered some players some contracts, which is nice. Um, spoken with a number of the current playing squad and made offers to some of them to extend their stays at Hewish Park. No more details offered as to who, how much, whether we're offering them £3.50 in a out-of-date Snickers every week or whether or not we're going to pay them an increase or long contracts, no more details. And the club is targeting a playoff finish in the National League Lex next season and the believes that changes in the playing staff is required to achieve that. It's setting the bar quite high, but I don't think it's setting the bar too high to try and get in the playoffs next season. Do we agree? Yeah, I think with the right manager, anything's possible in this league. We saw Sutton who were probably no one's favourites to go up a couple of years ago and they went and smashed it and staying up in League Two as well. Well, I think... Barrow the year before that? Yeah, I think there's no reason that you can't get out of this league or be an underdog underdog, um, and find your I, way out of I it. Didn't, I didn't get it either, Dave. You had a look on your face that went, what the hell that was? <laughs> Steve McLaren. Not Mr. Steve McLaren's. Oh, yeah, when he tried <laughs> oh, to be Dutch. That was, that was a Dutch accent. Yeah, we're the underdogs. Oh, Arsenal, okay. Emirates. <laughs> I see. Right. <laughs> we are what you call underdogs. Um, <laughs> if you came here for the bizarre Steve McLaren jokes, folks, you're in, you're in good place. Can you, can you tell we're a bit flagging for content on the short notice, guys? Um, so, yeah, that was player contracts and recruitment. Good that he's offered some. Um, no real indication as to who or, or, or how many, but good. He also said um, that a line that I think I picked up on, that I'm not sure other people did really. He said, we do have a number of players with options in their contracts. No, no, he said, people forget. <laughs> people forget we have players in the squad that we have options on their contract. Do you know why people forget? Because nobody bloody said that we have players with, com- with options on them. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's a line that makes me feel a little bit more at ease if we are in a position to just press a button and a player's a player for another season, even if even if they don't necessarily go on to play for us, they become that, an asset. You're making running a football club sound very easy if I can just press a button and do it. Well, I mean, how Renew. else are you going to do it? Renew Ruben Reed. That's how Renew it Adi Youssef. <laughs> that's how it works on Football Manager? Isn't it not the same? <laughs> yeah. Trigger extension, yeah. Lawson Diaz. Yeah. I, I would like to trigger that extension. Yes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, you can't argue with it, can you? No, all... that's a good. That's good. I want yeah. that. Just tell us that those things have been extended. If we've got players that you've pressed the button, tell us, please, because that's good. I want to know more. <laughs> Push the button. Dun dun dun. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Ben, do you want to do the financial situation one? No. 
<laughs> City editor Ben Barrett coming to you live from Canary Wharf. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it, yeah. You so, can it if you like, Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, uh, Scott described the club's financial position as pretty healthy and referred to how he was looking to bring new investors into the club. Um, so uh, again, you can go on and read about the, the what the financial situation is. Lost just under £400,000 in the year to June 30th last year, albeit yeah, very COVID-related 12 months, those are. Um, and uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's more you can find on the website about that. But what he did talk about was how we've been looking to assemble a new board with local business people. Um, yeah. And then he'd had a number of conversations with people about joining the board from mm -hmm. an investment point of view. Had he spoken to Ian? I don't know. Does he have a lot to invest in? He's spoken to me. Oh, was he? Yeah. <laughs> but has he spoken to you with regards to an investment? Oh, no, 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 no. All oh, right. Okay. No. Yeah. No. no. I think no. I think we've agreed you are a local person rather than a local <laughs> business person, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But there seemed to be, yeah, there seemed to be some kind of suggestion that there were positive conversations, that um, he was hoping to have, quote, a concrete framework around the board. I don't know what that means. You but, work um, in track. Track in it. You work in building construction. Do you make frameworks out of concrete? Yeah. Who works in construction? You. You work for one of the big construction <laughs> companies. DIY company. Well, <laughs> right there. It's uh, the leading trade retailer, actually. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't work in construction, though. I I don't claim to know anything about as, construction. As a, as a local prominent businessman, I was just wondering <laughs> if you knew whether or not you build concrete you know, frameworks out of concrete, or whether or not it's steel and wood and things like that. I, I think. Framework is an abstract concept. Okay. <laughs> There's a title for you. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, but, he, but he did also say, this is where he started to talk about um, relinquishing control. So he said, from my point of view, I am trying to relinquish control, bring others in. So it's not just one person accountable. There are others that share a common goal in working on getting this club out of this league. So, yeah, extra bed sheets and signs might be required if there's more than one person who's accountable, I suppose. But, yeah. yeah, and make sure if you're going to spray on a sheet <laughs> that you do it on somewhere that doesn't leave a mark on your driveway. <laughs> Steve, yeah. Um <laughs> Oh dear. Also, make sure you buy your spray paint from the leading retail uh, to <laughs> I, the trade uh, <laughs> union. You, yeah, people. Union. Yeah. No idea. <laughs> the same words. No idea. Saying words. The UK's yeah. leading trade retailer. There, there you go. go. Thank yeah. you very much. Cheers. He's a man who said this before. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, does that does that summarise um, the financial situation? Pretty healthy. Nothing to worry about. Move along. Move along. Nothing to say there. <laughs> Yeah, okay, and then video five, no video four, no video five. Five, four, five, yeah. <laughs> communication, um, or we are on long-term vision. Um, no, we are on long-term vision, video four, released on Tuesday morning. Um, yeah. uh, Scott spoke about the um, nearly £1 million pounds alone in loans a club had taken from Sport England. Um, he was still hoping that the sports minister will write off the loans taken by the non-league clubs, um, which 
initially they were led to believe would be Grant's, although we've exchanged messages with Ollie Bayliss today, haven't we? Who's kind of reiterated that he's not had anything from um, his freedom of information request, um, not particularly forthcoming on that from the government about those discussions. I yeah. think didn't it back in the back back along it was sort of suggested that none of those meetings were minuted or anything like that. So yeah, that's what he said. He said that there was um, he he'd never quite got to the bottom with it, but I think he is still going through appealing his freedom of information requests, um, Ollie. But he did say he wasn't sure um, why Sport England and the government would be happy to write off money. To be honest, um, ultimately, it's public funds that they want to invest elsewhere. So. Yeah. While this is true, yeah, how many billions in furlough fraud did they write off a couple of months ago? Yeah, maybe maybe that was more <laughs> trouble than it was worth. <laughs> maybe yeah. I suppose you can track football clubs. Yeah, although, although a, a question I would have asked um, the chairman if he wasn't um, if he wasn't if he was here, sorry, I would have asked him. Can't ask him if he wasn't here. Um, the, what would would have been? It does seem a strange strategy to take on a million pounds worth of debt in the hope that someone's going to tell you you don't need to pay it off. Uh, I mean, that 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 doesn't seem like um, a great deal of a plan. But um, yeah, he maybe next week. He knows you're going to ask that next week now. Oh, well, okay. Well, he, <laughs> hope, hopefully he will have an answer then um, <laughs> as to as to, to what it is. I'm I'm sure next week when he's on and he's talking to us about all of these things, he will. Um, yeah, he got that one in advance. There we go. Um, video five, communication with supporters. Um, no men, no men, I was going to say there's no mention of teeth in there, no? Oh. Dave. Sorry. <laughs> I suppose the, the headline on our story is that the club was put up for sale without his knowledge. Um, yeah, I think... so... Uh, that, he was talking yeah. about the supporters alliance here wasn't he and yeah. saying how he had been a member a, a part of the supporters alliance um and the reason that he stopped being a member of the supporters alliance was well he said he had he had um the club had been put up for sale without his knowledge that was the first issue and the second was that one group was supporting a bid without knowing if they the people who were bidding had any money and Scott said he he had a real problem with that. Now, I didn't actually ever name that group, but we can put two and two together and assume that that was the Glover's Trust. So, Ian, please explain yourself now. <laughs> well, I would say that we actually you don't have to explain no, but, yourself. Really. No, but <laughs> the the whole point of the ACV was to explore other options. We explored other options found what we hoped would be a solution or what we hope will be a solution and it hasn't you know it hasn't happened um and then that was a, you know there was a six month period and now we're 18 months on and back to square one with it it seems um yeah there you go that's what it was for we didn't we didn't particularly i wouldn't have said we put the club up for sale <laughs> no no, he just followed the process. But but then he did say that um, he felt that the Supporters Alliance needed some objectives to enable him to engage with them 
um he said it was difficult talking to so many different groups um at any one time and he said it would be it would be great if the alliance could be more inclusive for me or try and set out some objectives about how it wants to be communicated with by the football club rather than just being sat in a meeting so don't know how you could communicate with someone if you're not sat in a meeting yeah if there were a twice a week podcast or something you could come on then maybe yeah so i put myself on mute now otherwise i'm gonna get really in trouble <laughs> okay that's the uh, supporters alliance group i mean and i went to my first supporters alliance group meeting on wednesday did you have fun uh yeah, it was all right i mean they did <laughs> what was the catering like did you get any good food food uh, is always the best part of meetings some sandwiches some sandwiches and some tasty cakes Oh, nice, nice. What cakes you have? Uh, have right, a little Rocky Road. Oh. Um, some other ones, like flapjacky things with chocolate on top. And yeah, there's some nice stuff in there. One thing I would say is they are not as enthralling as people may think they are. Yeah. Um, the cakes or the meetings? <laughs> the meetings. <laughs> oh, sorry. The meetings. Um, I mean, and I know there's frustration and there's a feeling that it's a closed shop, but there's, you know, there's a process. Um, the other thing I would say is that the Supporters Alliance group meetings, the Supporters Alliance group meetings were set up originally. They were like mandated by the EFL. Um, and they're not. So now we're in the National League. They are not mandated, but they are still a thing. Um, I think everyone would probably say it's not a perfect, not a perfect platform at the moment. Um, and I, I think it's fair that um, Scott said the group needs to come up with objectives. And, you know, that's why the trust, we, we reach out to our members and ask them, if there's anything they'd like us to bring up in these meetings, we have the pulse survey where we um, ask people's views, which we feed back in the meetings as well. So I think there may be some evolution to how, how the meetings go in the future. Um, but really, you know, that need to just bring the supporters together and, and find a way to, make them productive and not make them a thing on Facebook where people get really annoyed that stuff doesn't come out or people hear stuff through the rumor mill that never makes its way into, you know, the minutes or whatever. Yeah. I think the one thing that we've said time and time again is that good communication is the, is the key to everything, isn't it? And I think, the trust that the, the, the trust sorry the alliance i've always thought could be the perfect vehicle for that kind of thing because it does represent all members of different groups and there's um you know people who like something some groups do don't like things others group but i think if you've got that one voice that can represent all supporters whatever group you, you're in if that voice can find his voice and um and speak with his voice <laughs> then that's got to be a good thing isn't it <laughs> it's not not my luther king this is it <laughs> <laughs> i have a voice yeah i, have a voice. I am not an animal. 
but yeah, it, it could be it could be a really good thing. I've always thought that about the Squaws Alliance. Is it it could be could be a really um a really good thing. Anyway. Yeah, and it, and I think I would you know, maybe this can be a poll on the website next week or a poll in the future on the website and we can, you know, try and get people's views on what they'd improve or what they'd want to see. I would I would say if you have an opinion and you're not part of a group then join a group or you know reach out to myself dave or ben or we can put you in touch with people who don't be throwing me under the bus here mate (laughs) who are part of the group to then um you know help share views i mean i think there's enough views being shared on social media at the moment that are being seen there's quite a few Um, but there are vehicles, and it's about using them, hopefully, in the future in a better, more productive way. I think. Video six. <laughs> six. Uh, Mark Robinson was sat next to Scott. We didn't see that during videos one to five, but we got to see it in video six, talking about the match day experience. He said work was ongoing with the Supporters Alliance. There they are again. Uh, plans for future improvements are in the pipeline. There you go. Scott Priestnall said that he continues to run the club on a day-to-day basis, speaks with stadium manager James Hillier five or six times a day. How does anyone get anything done? <laughs> but yes, match the experience. Um, I speak to you two more than five or six times a day. Well, yeah, but, and yeah, we don't get much, anything done. Yeah, we don't pay much attention. <laughs> no, um, so... Difficult for me and possibly for you, Dave, because we haven't done Hewish Park in a while. But excuse me, I was there on Friday. <laughs> I haven't done Hewish Park in a while. Uh, I will do soon, though, for the Legends game. Let's get that plug in nice and early. Um, oh, what was I going to say? I've no idea. Match day experience has it started to improve? Is the pipeline connected, Ian Perkins? I, well, it's hard for me to say. Because I'm in a position where I'm not going as a punter at the moment. I would say I've been in the club bar more times this season than I have in any other season and grabbed the drink before a game, um, which is good, I would say, like a Thatcher's. Um, and it helps me get through, it helped me get through October. <laughs> uh but, you know, we, we see it all the time. We hear stories all the time about people's experience. Obviously, we, we've heard from how Scott became disengaged. And I don't know how, you know, the level of that disengagement. Uh, do, do you care that much about a swamp behind the goal? Probably not if you're not particularly engaged. And it's those things which when the football's not going well and then you start to notice, oh, it's really dark getting back to my house through Abbey Manor or, or, or finding my way through the car park. It's really dark and there's a load of puddles everywhere and it actually becomes a bit of an effort to get to games and get to the stadium and that becomes part of your match day experience. And I know there's no quick, easy wins and quick fixes for those types of things if you you know if you haven't got the um 
you know, the money to put into it. Um, let's just hope there is a long-term vision and over the summer we actually see these changes, but you know, you, you, I think you'd have to ask someone who goes there for, you know, goes there to grab a drink beforehand or goes there to, you know, the, the people who go up in the, the, the board room for food before and things like that, whether there's been improvements, because I don't think it's particularly fair. Cause I haven't, I haven't done it particularly. I've just gone in for a drink and then found me seat. That was a long winded way of saying, I don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> Learning from the best. Yeah, um, Dave, what did you think on your, your afternoon? Um, Before the football I, kicked in. Yeah, I thought that the... Kicked in. Uh, what was it you said? The UK's number one trade um, retailer? Something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Somebody yeah. at the uh, Cooper Associates County Ground Taunton might have a thing or two to say about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, now I was talking about the whoever it is Ian works for that does, that oh, I does see. construction. Sorry. I thought yeah. you were about the reference to Hewish Park being the number one place for professional sport in the county. And I was like, uh, yeah, maybe not. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been to anywhere else. Mudford Wreck, I, I did go to once. Um, it's a close and, third, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, I was going to say, Ian, if you could get maybe like a pressure washer or something to Hewish Park, um, that, that, that would help. Because the thing I, I, I thought was, on the outside, it looked like it needed a good wash. <laughs> particularly the back of the thatcher stand just, just looked like it needed someone with a with a i'm sure it takes more than a pressure washer they probably need some kind of cherry picker to get you up there but um yeah it the, the place just looked a bit tired um and you know that's no surprise to anybody who's um who's been there but maybe we maybe we need some like wallace and gromit contraption yeah um trousers that can yeah. raise you up but yeah no i'm thinking uh a close shave. Can you tell I've watched a, an episode of Wallace and Gromit recently um, where he, Wallace's window cleaning company and he just puts him on like a bungee cord. And, oh, well, yes. He just to be fair, cleans though, the windows and then goes down. I think, I think Dave's um, The Wrong Trousers uh, was probably better, though, because the penguin steals the uh, diamond, doesn't he, by climbing up the outside of the museum on the trousers. So he sticks, yeah. to, the, he sticks to the wall. I, I think I'd rather go with the trousers. Do you think there's like a metaphor within that about what? our current situation? What? <laughs> that, we're wearing, that we're wearing the wrong trousers? <laughs> or that <laughs> some, someone's after the crown jewel? Oh. Do you, th- do you think um, we're going to see someone turn up with like a rubber glove on their hat? Is that? That's what the, that's what the penguin does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, to disguise himself yeah. as a chicken. Yeah. I think we're getting distracted here. Um, <laughs> Good dog. Uh, but yeah, my ma- I mean, my match day experience. I turned up at the ground actually quite a bit before the game on on Good Friday, and was uh, you. I know, yeah. And 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 I was told, and and I tried to go in, um, and the door was locked. So I said to someone, "Do you know when it's opening?" They said, "Oh, I don't think it opens for an hour or so." Yeah. So I went down the airfield trap, and I said something to eat there. And I did think to myself, "What if I could have gone?" there and had something to eat um in the in the ground and i'm sure i'm not the only person who thought um who who feels that way but it would be it would be good i think was it back in the summer that when scott did the video with um with darren Saul and i think he spoke about that he said about having sort of good quality food um and and, and drink available 
uh, I mean, I, I, what did I buy? I did, I did buy, I did buy a, a drink from the the tea bar there. But um, yeah, it would have been that kind of thing. Would have been, would have been good if you could have did done you buy, that. Did you buy a program? Um, yeah, I did I? No, I did buy a program. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. There were programs that day. Yeah, I did. I did buy a program. I don't know where it is, but I did buy one. So that summarizes my experience on um, Good Friday. Good. And I was stood next to Chris Fox and his dad all through the game, which is always a pleasure. And apparently, Mr. Fox, as I refer to him, was my English teacher at Stanford School, has been looking through my articles online and he thinks they're very good. And But he did say there were a few places where you had full stops and there should have been commas. So <laughs> there you go. But if that's the criticism, I will take it. Is he printing them off and marking them and then <laughs> exactly. sending them? red pen them. <laughs> F minus, see me after class. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hope he's not reading mine. <laughs> yeah, um, Foxy, get, get your dad on. I want, I want scores on the board. <laughs> scores on the board. Okay, I think, is that, so that's the summary. That's the summary of, obviously, the, the, you know, there was questions amongst them that, we might have asked and there was obviously questions that weren't amongst them that you know we we want to speak about as well so um as we've said at the start of this podcast next week will hopefully be the week that we get to put some uh, some of those questions to scott um fingers crossed right should we talk about football yeah god let's talk about some football (laughs) (laughs) we've got a game and we've got bbc's ranked <laughs> i don't know what ranking yet the gloves will determine what ranking uh bbc's uh summarizer be, i'll be happy just to be nominated to be honest <laughs> <laughs> not sure i make the top five yes i am i am uh, on the beeb once again for the halifax game in fact between us i think we've got the rest of the season covered haven't we yeah i'm on monday for the um wildstone game and then saturday for the boreham wood game and I'm at Altrium, as long as Dave can get me there. Nothing. <laughs> Just, uh, and as you know, with me, you'll get there about half past ten in the morning. So. <laughs> Looking forward to that early, early alarm call. Very early. <laughs> Let's meet outside the pub at about 6am. Why? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, I am going there. And um, I have no idea how I feel about it. Because last week I came on here and I was like, I'm scared we're going to get a bit of a battering. We didn't. We did the battering. Um, and I'm not so scared. And I think that's possibly lured me into a false sense of security <laughs> that I'm not particularly happy about. Um, Halifax are bloody good at home. Um, it's the one thing I've learned doing some prep. Top of the table on home form. Um, scored not massive amounts of goals at home, but they've conceded so few at home. They've conceded 10 goals at season. All season at home. Um, but on away form, we're actually tied level with them in the league. That's their difference. They're brilliant at home, but rubbish away. We're rubbish at home and brilliant away. So actually, I think it's a bit more even than the everything it all suggests. I don't know. Maybe that's just me looking, praying for something positive to talk about on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, well, I mean, I went into the Stockport game fearing the worst. Um, with a sneaky suspicion that something crazy might happen, and it did. So I think, you know, we we 
We made um, Pete Wilde very angry at Hewish Park when we <laughs> played him in what feels a lifetime ago now. Um, Quigley scored that day, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, so we've um, come a long way since then, but I think you, you said he, he feels we're going to be much as the same as we were back then. Um, I would argue I think we're going to be a little bit different. I think we've got... We've certainly got more about us attacking wise than we did then. That was literally, you know, that was a penalty win and we hung on for dear life, really. Mm. Um, I think we're more than that now. So hopefully he is underestimating us a little bit and is um, going to, we're going to turn up and spoil the party. I think, what do you think? What do you think? Are we going to go out there and, Really throw a spanner in the works. It's it's it's, it's an annoying double header of a Saturday then a Monday. Lawson Diaz spoke about it today in his press conference and said you literally get no recovery. There is no recovery on these games, and he he's a bit critical about you know the scheduling really, and he doesn't understand why why they've got to play these Saturday Mondays. Um, I don't know why it couldn't be a Tuesday really. <laughs> I get it's a bank holiday, but um, yeah, so it's, I suppose it's one of these weekends where Charlie Lee's got to think about the next game and does he want to send the supporters at, from, you know, supporters at Hewish Park home happy on Monday and how does he, how does he pick the teams for the next two games? Yeah, I think we're going to see two very different lineups. Um, he said today, Charlie Wakefield hasn't trained, so I think we can rule him out and just get him fit and get him ready for Monday and sort of almost say to him, don't even bother, don't worry about it. So I wonder if we'll see two quite different. We don't have, obviously, a huge squad, but a bit like the last, the Easter weekend, the doubleheader, we saw a few obvious changes. Oh. He'll have to... Uh, <laughs> he'll have to pick... I'm still him. not over it. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> he'll have to pick his, um, pick his minutes for his injured players and how he, you know, how he manages. Lawson Diath will probably only play one. Josh Neufel will only play one full game. You know, even Mark Little and Luke Wilkinson might be managed a little bit more with, of course, Ben Barkley back available now. So I do wonder if we might see a bit of chopping and changing between the two games, um, whether or not he says, I'm not sure you'd go necessarily up to Halifax and go, this one doesn't matter. Let's get back to Hewish Park and win a game against a far more beatable side. But yeah. I don't know. Very strange. That, what you said, do that. Well, don't do that because we've got to watch this one on Saturday. Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> care how they get on on Monday. Have you set up your little it. cameras for Monday or not yet? Uh, well, no, no, we haven't. Right. No. Okay. Haven't had the chance to ask about them, have we? So. No. We're going to try and think, we're going to try and get the codes, aren't we? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, that's a real, real conundrum for him. I wonder if we might see a few chops and changes and, and, and how we line up. Obviously, this is the last game that Matty Worthington is out as well. So I imagine he'll be back in probably from the start on Monday, pretty much regardless. Mm, I thought it was... So Lawson said how he didn't play. He hadn't trained all week before the Stockport game because he had a sickness bug. And he didn't... He (laughs) he said he was still feeling sick on Saturday, but he didn't want to let people's imaginations get away with themselves. Um, So... Yeah, I think it, if Charlie Wakefield has has been out this week, was, was that through illness? It was illness last yeah, week. Yeah, it was illness. It? So, yeah. you know, if the same with Lawson, if Lawson didn't train and then played, I wonder if 
Charlie might be a surprise selection, yeah. or has he, he has he ruled him out? He, he spoke about it today, didn't he, and said he didn't think Charlie would be um, would be available. I think he said something about, oh, we might be able to, but probably not. Um, the Barkley was the only definite return that he said, and he did speak about Josh Staunton. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. had as we understand um, an operation on his um, on his hernia. So, um, but he, and he spoke about him saying how he hoped he was going to be uh, back before the end of the season. But obviously, not not this weekend. Don't worry, Josh. You don't have to you don't have to turn up this weekend. But um, I did a um, just before we came on here. I did a podcast with Shaymen Talks. If anyone, uh, any Halifax fans, have stumbled their way into here, they gave us a nice little plug on there. So if anyone wants to check out Shaymen Talks, uh, they're on all the social medias. So you can find uh, you can find them. I had a chat with them about their team and what they're doing. Obviously, they're kind of. I would say of all the teams that are in that um, top uh, seven are probably the one that we could aspire to be. They, they don't have a massive budget. They're obviously quite well situated there with a lot of big places around them, which is a blessing and a curse. And as much as you get players that you can draw from Leeds and Huddersfield, Bradford and Manchester, but also you've got the competition from all of those places too. But they've they brought in some some very good players, not least one Matthew Warburton, who um, Luke, who spoke to on there, said that everybody thinks of Billy Waters, who's they got from from Torquay, and he's obviously scored a lot of the goals from this season. But saying that Matt Warburton came in first couple of games, people weren't quite sure what he was about. The game at our place, I think he had a bit of a poor game. He was a bit anonymous, which we can put down to um, some of our good play as well. But then he really stepped into it. Actually, they mentioned the game against Stockport that he played when Stockport was still in their iffy beginning of the season um, and he really found his form there and he's been a revelation since but I think uh, we all I said well I spoke for us all by saying that none of us would be surprised to hear that Matt Warburton is a player of uh, immense quality and probably someone that we never saw the best of in the Oval Town shirt unfortunately Again I'll refer back to my uh, prep but their top scorer situation is very strange They've got three. They've got Waters, Warburton and Slew on 10. Huh? And nobody has got more than three beyond that. They're then down to the defenders who's got threes and twos and lots of ones and twos. So whilst we've got a few on eights and sevens and fives and fours, they've got these, these two or three key players and then nada, nothing. We talked about how Chesterfield have um, the player whose name I can't spell. I can't say right. Schmanger. And not Tushmanger. Not Tushmanger. Schmanger. Um, <laughs> Schmanger. Um, <laughs> S H A M A. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. And it is something that we've managed to do. And I thought we kept Billy Waters quite quiet when we played him down there. And I thought we kept Matty Warburton quite quiet. I thought Josh Staunton was a key part of that. And obviously, he's going to be missing, as is his natural replacement in there in, in, in uh, Worthington. But if, if, big if, but that's, that's the way we're going to keep these guys quiet, keep those key three quiet. And I don't think they've got massive amounts elsewhere. I really don't. And they've got a couple of key injuries. Tom Bradbury, um, obviously, once of our parish, is, is likely to be out. Um, and so is the captain, Niall Mayer, who Yeovil fans will know um, as the guy who booted Tom Knowles about 10 foot in the air to concede the penalty. I will say that young Josh on the Shame and Talks podcast said he agreed with Pete Wilde that it wasn't a penalty. Well, (laughs) it was. It was. Oh, don't be silly. (laughs) Um, 
the uh, the front three, Waters, Warburton, and Slew sounds like a Dickensian law firm or something, doesn't it? <laughs> WWS, yeah. <laughs> Waters, Warburton, and Slew LLP. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. But will they beat our defence? Oh, there's there's a lot of puns here. We can run through, isn't there? The legal puns. Um, little, defense. little Hunt and Wilkinson. Wilkinson and Hunt. Yeah. No, it's defense. It's fine. He missed it. He missed, right. it. He missed it. Come on, Dave. Let's Stop writing down titles and <laughs> let's concentrate. Prosecute their defense. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> dear, dear, dear. I've tried even, to regain it. There, even I don't stoop that low. Yeah, don't take it back there. Okay. That's Halifax. We're excited. An away trip. Ben's on comms. Dave's getting there early. I'm in the pub. I'm in the pub at nine. <laughs> and I'll be listening on the radio. Um, let's go and spoil another team's weekend. I think yeah. it's like yeah. a copy and paste of Stockport, isn't it? I think wind about Tom Knowles fall over a few times and slow things down a little bit. I did warn them that Tom Knowles was a little bit of a wind-up merchant and they probably will be shouting at him by the end of Saturday. So we'll see if they are. Speaking of Tom Knowles, should we um, give the, the Glovies a little plug? <laughs> Try and get his votes up. <laughs> so we, we have been hijacked, haven't we? Hijacked by Morgan Williams' mates. Morgan Williams, the king of social media, has harnessed an army of voters. What, what, what are we on now, Ben? You were you were following. Oh, on, hang on. You were following the number of votes that we had, and and it's on the on the front page. Am I right, Ian? Is it still on the front page? It might not be on the front page yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not on the front page. <laughs> I've had a but... busy week, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we... oh, you, but you can vote whether you do support South Somerset District Council's proposal to purchase land at Hewish Park and surrounding land. You can do that on the front page. You can. That felt like a big deal at the time. Um, yeah. um, <laughs> So, moving on. Of the two categories that don't include Morgan Williams, yeah. we have uh, 378 votes, which are goal of the season and moment of the season. I'm not going to spoil anything. So that's a huge improvement, considering last year we had an average of 120 votes per category. We've pretty much tripled our votes this year. On the two categories that do involve Morgan Williams, we have verging on 700. <laughs> um, there you go. Sorry? And Morgan Williams has got about half of them, hasn't he? Well, don't don't spoil it. Oh, okay. Well, I've, we, we've already said that he's. Uh... But I will say this: the the other players that have social media, the other ones have the opportunity yeah. to start their own social media campaigns and get people behind them to vote for them in the gloves. So, for me, it's all fair game. Yeah. Josh Thornton, Grant Smith, Tom Knowles. Has not got anything else to do. Yeah, no, exactly. Get a social media pancake campaign, Josh, going. What have you got my Social vote? media pancake. <laughs> social media pancake. <laughs> a long day. Sec, just write that one down. Oh, social flipping heck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. I think um, yeah. Sam, give some of these players a nudge so that this yeah. gets a little bit more balanced because... <laughs> Robin Williams is going to walk away with it all. Yeah, Tom, Knowles, the, Tom Knowles looks set to do the double-double. He won player and young player last season. Yeah. So if he wants to retain both titles, get your finger out, Tom. Come on. Yeah. Okay. That's the Glovies. 
Um, questions? Have we got any? We, we might have one or we, two. We did put a, a GCQs out. A bit hastily. <laughs> well, we needed something, didn't we? Um, I've just had a thought. Have you? Oh, no, I haven't. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> I was going to say, is Scott going to join us on the Glovies um, results show? But I don't think he is. He's joining us on the one before. Or is he joining um, us on the... Yeah. Oh, no, he is. He is. <laughs> there you go. He, he, he can... is. He is. So he is. Yeah. So, Scott, if you're listening, yes, we want to talk to you about everything next week, but you're also going to have to hand out the gongs. Yeah. So just be prepared. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Morgan Williams is going to clean up and... <laughs> Yeah. Which bodes well because he's under contract next season as well. So we got. So, yeah. <laughs> so okay. Yeah. Right, big, we've done big that. Week then. Next week. It's a big, big week. week, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is for these horrifically unbalanced awards. Um, right. You're angry about the awards, aren't you? I'm annoyed. Yes, I am, Ben. Why? Well, because it's not. This oh, is for the. Game. This is for the supporters. It's not for Morgan Williams' mates to decide. Ah. Oh. Maybe Morgan Williams' mates are supporters. Yeah. The supporters of Morgan Williams. Yeah. <laughs> supporters Morgan of Morgan Williams, Queen of my army. Yeah. <laughs> are you not a supporter of Morgan Williams? I'm a supporter of all of them. Well, there you go then. One in particular. They've all been... Who has there. a hashtag. They all had the same tag on social media. It's Charlie Wakefield, I feel sorry for, for not being on social media. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't on, sorry. I don't feel sorry for him for not being on social media. <laughs> no, he's, 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 he's a sensible young man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do some questions and get out of here. Who's the most annoying owner we've ever had? Most annoying owner? I can only really think of three owners that we've had. Maybe that's one for the more seasoned supporter. Yeah, most annoying owner that we've had. Yeah, (laughs) That's why we added Dave. Yeah. Well, the owners I can remember us having are John, well, John Fry was, was, was our owner, and then John Goddard Watts, and then Norman Haywood and John Fry. Dave Webb was owner at one point, wasn't he? I think, I thought he was CEO. Yeah, for a very short yeah. time. Um, and then, uh, then, then, then obviously Scott. Bit of so, Errol in there. <laughs> bit of, a bit of Errol in there. <laughs> A bit of Errol in there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who was the most annoying? I mean, I, well, I, I think John John Fry had his annoying um, traits to him. I do remember back in the days when I worked for the Western Gazette, I would literally li- speak to him for probably like 45 minutes to an hour and put the phone down and not realise, uh, still not understand what it was he actually said. He just he just sort of spoke off in these really bizarre riddles. I remember, if anyone remembers, when Colin Addison got the sack, he told me that he got the sack by saying, if you don't do the job, you have to walk the plank. Which we're back to pirates <laughs> again now, aren't we? But uh, yeah, if you don't do yeah, the I... job, you have to walk the plank. So yeah, that was that was always probably more confusing than it was annoying, but... Yeah. Who would be your most annoying? Either of you. Who would you least like to be sat behind or sat in front of on a bus and they're like kicking your chair? 
Mm. You see, I, I would be a bit worried if Dave Webb was sat behind me because he would probably be, um, yeah, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to move in case he like smacked you around the back of the head or something. I think Dave Webb would probably go. do that. Yeah. Take okay. surprise. There you go. Yeah. I think something's dodgy's going on with Ian's internet again, isn't he? He's pulling Aww. those very strange, those very Who's strange that? looks. I know he's moving again now. Yeah, he's blinking. Yeah. Okay. All right. Have you got another question, Ian? He's still there, Ian. Oh no, we can't hear him. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know what's going on here. Oh it says no, I'm he unstable. Is. Oh, <laughs> I'm unstable. Ian's unstable, everybody. Um, right. Of course he is. <laughs> Everything about this football club this year, we're all a bit unstable. Yeah, you've got um, to be to do a podcast about Yeovil Town. Okay. Well, um, I can see one. Uh, so Don, who needs to um, yeah, get his his smock on or whatever it is, dentist wear these days. What What are the odds of us being part time next season? Well, that was a question that was asked. <laughs> to the chairman wasn't he um uh is, is it are we going to be part-time and he categorically denied that there's going to be part-time and he said that all the players who've been offered contracts have been offered full-time contracts so based on that i would say the odds are on us not being part-time next season um because the chairman that's said that's that we wouldn't that's all you okay. need there you right. go. stop there brad okay I think I'm here. Um, <laughs> uh, the vast is too easy. I could uh, I could say something there, but it's far too easy. Yeah. <laughs> Question from uh, Stony Palace Glover. Go on. Let's talk music to walk on to then. Okay. Thunderstruck by ACDC or Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. See, Both when, great songs. When you say Thunderstruck by ACDC, my brain immediately goes Thunderstruck as in the uh, Disney Planes movie. So only so I, I, I didn't, I, if you have said to me who, you know, what is Thunderstruck? What is Thunderstruck all about? I wouldn't have been able to tell you ACDC, but I would have gone, it's definitely in the uh, Disney Planes movie. <laughs> Not a clue. But I, I know what it is. It's a good song. And, but you don't know Immigrant Song? I know. You're going to have to, when we finish this podcast, you're going to have to listen to him. I've I, I probably heard it before. I'm a regular Magic FM kind of guy, but. Um... <laughs> I'm not sure it'll be on Magic FM. No? Oh. Wouldn't have thought okay. so. In that case, I probably don't know it. Um, but Planet yeah, Rock, more like. Mm, it's not my thing. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm going to go with Thunderstruck because it starts quite gently. I like and, Thunderstruck. And builds up and then. <laughs> Great. Mm. Just do, you want, do you want rock, run out music to start off slowly though you don't do you yeah, but you do, why, la, you do that week, before yeah but you, you do, do that build it up yeah, yeah and then they come oh, out as okay. the as dusty crop hopper comes and flies across <laughs> um more planes references yeah great movie at the same time if you want to get people going if you want the players to come out well g'd up and ready for it then immigrant song it's like a quick, come out to that one quick. They don't yeah. tend to come out quick, do they? Back in the day, they all used to run out and boot a ball, didn't they? And they'd all run away. But now they all have to walk up and line up next to each other like at school. Um, if they had to walk out to a wrestler's theme tune, who would it be? Would it be the glass-shattering Stone Cold? 
Imagine that just as they finish. So that all opens up, glass shatters, bosh, out they come. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. That would be a good one. Oh, you can't put me on the spot like that, Ben. There's Because like lots. Undertaker wouldn't work, would it? Too slow. Too slow, it wouldn't work. It'd Let's move be... on. People are going to think we're losers, which we are, but... <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this really confirms it. Um, Ian Watmore, uh, I've tweeted Elon Musk to see if he has any spare change after buying Twitter. Which celebrity would you be happy buying our club and why? Celebrity? Who's that actor that's a Yeovil fan? Pure Foy. Yeah? He and uh, ITV racing presenter Ollie Bell can do a uh, consortium between them. Okay. Does that class you as a celebrity being ITV's racing commentator? I mean, in, in terms of in terms of famous Yeovil town fans, they're the only two we've got. Yeah, yeah but go. I think we're I think we're going we we got to cast our net wider than famous Yeovil town fans. Yeah. Oh, okay. Celebrity. Oh, okay. Um I was gonna say Scylla Black, but she's dead, isn't she? So <laughs> 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 Why why oh. would you go to Scylla Black? Because I want her to sing us out just surprise, surprise. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, no. On this Taking podcast. Um, sing us in. Um I mean, really, you want the world's most famous celebrity because they'll have the most money, surely. Who is the world's most famous celebrity? I mean, Kim Kardashian. She's pretty famous. Yeah. I assume we've all heard of her. <laughs> Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you what she's done, but I've heard of her. <laughs> um, tell her who she's done. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> oh dear, oh, what okay. have we become? We anyway, back to Silla Black. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> okay. Um, you want someone local, rich, famous, Deborah Meaden. Okay. There you go. Plucked a name out of thin air that isn't Kim Kardashian or anyone fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She always did that strange thing with her fingers, didn't she, Deborah Meaden, when she was on Dragon's Den? She kind of, when, when they, you know, when they cut to the dragons and they're like pondering something, she'd always like rub her, her thumb and her um, <laughs> index, that finger. Is, index finger. Yeah, like together like that and kind of look like, like she was. Anyway, yeah. Back to, back to yeah, and, and for that reason I'm out Dave um, <laughs> Chris <too>. Fox <laughs> are, are any of you going anywhere on your summer holidays also if you could go anywhere in the world money no object where would you go the moon <laughs> that's the world that's not the world <laughs> he's got a point Ben yeah. the, moon is, <laughs> the moon is not the world <laughs> um I'm going to Northern Ireland this summer. Oh, yeah. Where, where to? Um, near Belfast. I don't know. Yeah. A cottage somewhere or a house somewhere. Um, uh, I highly recommend Cribs Causeway. <laughs> Cribs Causeway? Cribs Causeway. Giant's Causeway. Cribs Causeway is an out-of-town retail outlet. I have got a fly out of Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> Do both causeways. One on the way and the one when you get <laughs> oh man, back to Silla Black. <laughs> oh dear, we've lost it, folks. That's it. If we ever had it in the first place, it's gone now. This is 
This is this is what what has happened to us. Oh no! They're gonna gonna have to put themselves on mute now. We're gonna have to cut this part. We can't cut this part out, Dave. <laughs> Crib school. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Put yourself together, man. Dave, tell us where you're going on holiday, quick. Um, uh, Copenhagen. Wonderful, wonderful Copenhagen. That is where I'm going. But I'm going probably in, in uh, September time because I don't have children and therefore it's really expensive to go anywhere in the summer. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm going, Copenhagen. Good. Yeah. I've, got, I've got Glastonbury before... Uh, Cribs Causeway as well. Um, place you go. <laughs> set, ben, set Ben off again. Ben's going um, off again, yeah. We'll never find out where Ben's going on holiday this Ben, year. if you could go anywhere in the world, money, no object, and not Cribs Causeway, where would you go? <laughs> oh, come on. And I don't shopping parks are available. Um, <laughs> I went to like... Southampton on on Tuesday, and there's a good shopping centre there. Is there? You might I'll, go I'll be sure to check it out, yeah. Um, if I could go anywhere, I would go to Australia and take in the Boxing Day test uh, for the Ashes. So, good, oh, very sensible answer from time the and place. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I don't know where I go. I'd, I'd quite like to go to. Um, quite like to go to America. I think at some point, maybe somewhere where there's no guns, though, which isn't really America. It's is not it? really <laughs> anywhere in America. <laughs> Canada, <laughs> then. <laughs> yeah, Canada would be good. Okay. It was lovely when I went. Yes, highly recommend Canada again. Okay, why this is one one from uh, James Drew? Why do most YTFC fans say get SP out of the club? Do they not realise no one wants to buy the club and no billionaire wants to come Somerset? Our fans in Dreamland. Said he hasn't spoken to Deborah Meaden recently. No, Stella <laughs> <Sarah> Black. <laughs> get the Ouija board out, Dave. <laughs> Scylla. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. Did you know she's not called Scylla Black? She was Priscilla White, but she was only Black, Priscilla Black on TV. There you go. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't know that. Um, but also, I'm not sure I only has to be a billionaire, do they? No. Get change out of a tenner? <laughs> no, I mean, I would say, well, we don't know if most fans are saying that about Scott Priestnell, certainly there's a very large collection of supporters on social media saying it, um, who are shouting loudly. Um, and I think they say that because of, you know, how the situation has been over the last 12 months of a lack of communication and so on and so forth that we've talked about a million times on the podcast. Um, I think one of the things... Scott said during the personal tapes, um, sorry, I'm still reading from Cribs Causeway a bit, um, that there's like the season for buying football clubs um, in the summer, isn't it? And he talked about how these things happen. So there might be people who do want to buy the football club. Um, most people won't go around telling people that they do want to, but I'm sure there will be people reaching out. And yeah, no billionaire wants to come to Somerset. There's some nice places in Somerset. Yeah, there is, yeah. 
I don't know if fans are in dreamland, James. I genuinely don't. I think, I think, well, we know there has been an option out there. They publicly said they were working on a deal. So <clears throat> it's not a dream. It's not a dream. That was the other Martin Luther King speech, I suppose. <laughs> the B-side. <laughs> Didn't do quite as well, that one. Uh, um, and Glove actually asks, do you think Scott will turn up next week? I have no reason to believe otherwise. Do you have any reason to believe otherwise today? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Right, Silla Black it is. Look forward to Silla Black next week. <laughs> uh, Silla Black and Cribs Causeway. Live from Cribs Causeway. Please. See what happens when you, the rug gets pulled out from underneath you two hours before. Ridiculous. Please, can we start next week's episode with introducing Scott by saying, contestant number one, what's your name and where'd you come from? <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to hear from our Graham. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably.